Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Promenade Merchants Podcast. We are an independent Star Trek podcast with a DS9 flavor with a little bit of Ractagino on top. I'm David Majors. I'm joined by my fantastic co-host, Miss Heather Kirby. What's up, Heather? What is up, David? I, You know, I just want to forewarn everyone before we even get started, because I, I got a lot of stressful stuff going on in my life. You got a lot of stressful stuff going on in my life. This is going to be our stress relief therapy session for the week. <laughs> so if we both get a little emotional, that's why. I'm just warning you right now. The the IRL stuff has been piling on for the both of us, everybody. So it might leak into the podcast. So bear with us for this one episode. And we thank you, as always, for listening. Get us wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. But if you're new to the show, hello, welcome. I'm David. That's Heather. We talk about Star Trek. And we talk about Star Trek in sort of a three-act format, where we start with the old business, uh, new business, and upcoming business. And we'll start with the old business where we cover pretty much everything from the cage up to and including the Kelvin movies. Uh, new business, we'll talk about what's happening in Star Trek right now, which is Star Trek Lower Decks. And upcoming business is a little bit further ahead into the future. So, Heather, for old business, we need to talk about New York Comic Con. And the reunion of the cast of Star Trek The Next Generation with the announcement of Star Trek Picard Season 3. This was an exciting occasion, and they all seemed to be pretty jazzed about it, even Marina Sirtis. And I think that this was good. This was enjoyable. I enjoy seeing something fresh and new from this cast and i'm i have high hopes for star trek picard season three especially after seeing the trailer how about you you know i i i am very much looking forward to star trek picard season three um i think it will be an enjoyable uh reunion conclusion of sorts to the next generation cast and their story. Now, if I remember right, Heather, Terry Metalis, the showrunner for Star Trek Picard, said in season, excuse me, said in season three that there will definitely be some kind of passing of the torch from legacy Star Trek to the current era we are in, which is fine by me. However, other cast members of the TNG uh, team have said that they would like to do something else. They would like to feel like they're not totally done yet. Maybe another movie or, or something. And it really got me thinking, Heather. Deep down, I was asking myself, would I really care to see one more movie with the cast from The Next Generation? Do we really want one? Do we really need one, Heather? Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, everyone who knows me or listens to the podcast knows I, I love the nostalgia of the older cast coming back. Um, I grew up with TNG. I love TNG. I'm looking forward to seeing them in Picard season three. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't 
want to see a TNG movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I really feel bad saying that, but I, I just want like as much as they are wonderful people, and I'm glad they enjoy coming back to the franchise and playing these characters again, and I'm glad they enjoy working with each other. But there are also there's more than one legacy show and there's more than one legacy cast. And I like TNG already got one, two, three, uh, four movies. Okay. Yeah. TNG already got four movies. Um, So I think if we were going to explore legacy Star Trek and more of these characters, I think there are, other avenues that haven't gotten explored that much yet, which would be just as exciting for any fans to see um, as they would TNG. So I honestly agree with you uh, because first of all, I was the one that asked the question as soon as I started seeing other members of the TNG cast say, They'd like to do something else. And I don't know. I just felt like if season three of Picard is going to be a conclusion, we can just let it be a conclusion, can't we? Um, I believe Tony Stark said it best that part of a story is the end. And if Star Trek Picard season three is actually the end, I'm okay with that. It's okay for some things to end and conclude. I, I really like your use of the word conclusion there yeah. because it's okay to have a conclusion. It's okay to wrap things up and you could make the case that Star Trek nemesis wasn't really the end that people may have wanted, but it was a conclusion. I think that we're getting one real final send off for the cast of the next generation with season three of Picard. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with letting it go at this point. And maybe this is something that a lot of nerds and a lot of fandoms have trouble with sometimes. And I think that's starting to creep into star Trek more and more is that the legacy stuff, people aren't really willing to let it go. And you can't hold on to the nostalgia forever, but I'm I'm interested in what this new season will be because I like seeing something new. Yeah, like, like I said, here's the thing that has kind of let me down about Picard, um, and we'll just compare like. Picard series to Star Trek Prodigy for a second because one of the best ways in order to use the amount of legacy that has built up in the Star Trek universe is to take these characters and use them to expand the universe to introduce you to new characters and new ideas and new places and things like that and I really thought that's where Picard was going to go And then season three is wrapping up with removing almost all of the new characters and bringing in the entire TNG cast, which, yay, nostalgia fest. But ultimately, 
it's not happening. Like Picard didn't really advance the stories and introduce you into new characters. When we look at Star Trek Prodigy, that's how we're using Janeway in this instance. Janeway is the, the, the catalyst to introduce you to these new characters and this, these new stories and these new aliens and just new adventures. And that's the way that the legacy of Star Trek should be advancing. Like Lower Decks uh, using aspects of TNG and DS9 and guest spots from Voyager and name drops and things like that, but it's helping to move their story along. The legacy isn't the focus. As much as I do love nostalgia, like that is what they need to do to move forward. And Picard ultimately hasn't done that. Picard went backward for season three, which is fine. But like if the TNG cast do want to be involved in Star Trek going forward, they need to help move the universe forward and not just be about all of them working together, but bringing in new characters that can ultimately be the focus and not them. And with Picard, now as it stands, we have literally one new character coming out of Picard, and that's Rafi. Two, if you want to count Seven of Nine, having her character more fleshed out and expanded. But that's a real letdown from Picard, because they gave us some really interesting characters, and now we don't have them. That's a letdown. And... I don't know how I feel about Picard doing this. Regardless of how Picard season three goes and concludes, I think we're going to kind of end up saying Picard, Star Trek Picard as a whole was kind of a letdown. It's kind of a disappointment. I, I, I mean, it ultimately did not reach the potential that it could. And I, I'm going to say that right now, before we even see season three. Star Trek Picard had so much more potential that it could have reached. And they chose to go a different direction, which is fine. That's what they chose to do. And I, I, I'm, I'm still going to watch it and support it. But if we want to move the the Star Trek universe forward then they need another way of doing that because that's ultimately not what star trek picard accomplished even though they tried they they didn't they didn't it didn't work yeah which which is unfortunate let's move forward into new business heather and let's talk about star trek lower decks which is in the here and now we start with Season three's episode six. Let me pull up the title for this episode. And I'll cut this out. Let's start with season three, episode six, with Hear All, Trust Nothing. And we see the crew of the USS Cerritos make their way 
to Deep Space Nine. And of course, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. We finally, finally, finally got our DS9 episode. And boy, was I excited. And I know Heather was excited too. And anyone who loves Star Trek Deep Space Nine as much as this podcast does, you know how fulfilling it is to get this kind of recognition. Heather, we got a DS9 episode of Lower Decks. We heard Nana Visitor and Armin Shimmerman reprise their roles as Kira Norris and Quark. And we got a really fun little runaround episode of Lower Decks. What did you think? I loved this episode so much. I mean, just the the visuals, hearing the DS9 theme play as they're making loops around the station. And then when I saw Kira walk into that office and just look out the window, and as soon as I heard Una's voice, um, I, I burst into tears. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I was that excited. Um, it, it, it was just, it was absolutely everything that I could have wanted in an episode. And as, as much as it was a lower decks episode, it felt, it felt like a lower decks episode, but it felt like a DS nine episode too. Like it, it just had that wonderful hijinks feel to it that it, it was a lot of fun and like when Tendi and Rutherford got stuck on the ship and, and Tendi had to Orion her way out of it. Like it, it felt like that was like the two of them could have been replaced with like Jake and Nog when they were kids. Yes. You know? Yes. It, 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 it just, it, 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 there was so many little things about that episode. I mean, Kira and Shax reminiscing about their time in the Bajoran uh, rebellion was just so great. <laughs> and um, Quark being Quark, you know, uh, it, it, it was, it, 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 it every, was everything about it was wonderful. Everything about it was so wonderful. I loved what you said about how it felt like a DS9 episode a little bit, because like DS9, everybody on Lower Decks had something going on on the station. Uh, Mariner was with Jennifer and her friends doing something. Tendi was doing something. Rutherford was doing something. Captain Freeman and the bridge crew were doing something. You had Kira, you had Quark, you had Boimler playing Dabo, and it just, <laughs> Boimler, the, di- the the Dabo king was just, that was just too much fun. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm smiling all over again, just talking about this episode. When I saw the station and heard the music, I just had the biggest grin on my face through the entire thing. And hearing Nana Visitor as Colonel Kira, just I was just grinning from ear to ear. I couldn't stop smiling. Same with hearing Armin Shimmerman as Quark. I could not stop smiling. Just This was a feel-good episode in every sense of the word. I loved Mariner's segment with Jennifer and her friends where 
<laughs> Jennifer admitted that she likes Mariner when she takes charge of things and kind of takes things over because her friends were way over the top. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I loved Boimler playing Dabo. That was just excellent. And and how it concluded with, oh, we're, we're not even going to use the money. Whatever. He was just playing for fun. And just little references about the, the hollow suite with with Kira and Quark. Just, <laughs> it was... Yeah. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful. It was it was just about everything I could have hoped for from Lower Decks doing a DS9 episode. And I'm smiling again just thinking about it. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I'm happy. Absolutely. I mean, there's no other words to describe it than that. So let's talk about episode seven. A mathematically perfect redemption. The return of the exocomp peanut hamper, who has a chance to be redeemed thanks to a remote planet of aliens. Heather, all I'm going to say is that this episode definitely happened. It definitely existed. Uh, yes, this episode exists, and that's, that's about all I have to say about it as well. <laughs> Let's go on to the All next right. one. <laughs> Episode 8. Crisis Point 2, Paradoxus. Boimler has his own holodeck sequel to Mariner's Rise of Vindicta from Season 1. And it sees him go on a journey of personal discovery and an episode of Lower Decks that is packed to the gills with Star Trek film references. Oh my goodness, Heather, there were so many Star Trek film references in this episode. I, I could barely keep them keep up with them all. But this was also a really good, well kind of laid out story. A and I think it was really well done. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it really was. And, and I have stated on the podcast before that I didn't really like the first crisis point because the story bothered me a little bit. I mean, the film references are wonderful, but the story didn't really hit me on a very good level. Um, but the story in this episode, I thought was wonderful. And it was extremely character driven. And we got to see, um, really dive into Boimler and, and Mariner and their, their friendship and their relationship. And I, I just, I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I mean, him really exploring and trying to find, understand the meaning of life after a loss um, and discovering that his clone had died in a, a freak accident uh, was, it, it was nice to see something very deep like that from Boimler. Um, and Mariner once she discovers that that's what he's dealing with going along for that journey with him and helping and supporting him really shows how much she cares about him as a friend. And so I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And that twist at the end, man, section 31 is yeah. always up to no good. <laughs> they're, they're always up to something. Um, 
everything you said about Boimler, uh, I will concur. And I liked that this episode was a bit more serious in the case of Bradward Boimler. We got something that wasn't filled with wacky hijinks. We got something with him that was a lot deeper. And I think we needed that from him. But the one person in this episode that really stood out to me was Ensign Tendi. Yes, I really Tendi. liked her in this episode in the later half where she took command of the ship that they were on and she mentioned that she wanted to be a captain someday. And that was the first time she said that out loud. And it just it felt cool to hear her say that. I It makes me root for Tendi that much more. And I feel like we're due for a Tendi episode again. I feel like we're due for another one of those. Yeah, no, I I, I love that for Tendi too. Just watching, I and, and you got to see like the different sides of, of the their close relationships because you have Boimler and Mariner, and then you have Tendi and Rutherford who are very close friends and like Rutherford who was completely like not taking her seriously. And then once she expressed that, you know, she wants to be a captain and how could he like, would she not, he not take her seriously as a captain. And then he realized how important it was to her and, and joined in with, with the mission more seriously. So I, yeah, I love Tendi and, I hope we get I, I'm really excited to see her journey to being a a bridge science officer and, and ultimately a captain. Cause I think she'll she'll get there before anyone else does. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. I think she is definitely the one that is most likely on the fastest track to becoming a captain. And I, I hope we see that someday. And it makes me really we got a lot of character depth from this episode we got to see just how much rutherford and mariner care about respectively tendy and boimler through this entire episode uh we got to see boimler discover things about himself and remember what he's in starfleet for uh, we got a cameo from Captain Sulu from George Takei. Oh, and, gosh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. I love that part. Yeah. And, of course, I thought originally, wait, did they actually go inside the Nexus? Wow. And that that was that was really something. I just, I was in awe of how well laid out this entire episode was. They told their own story but they loaded it with Star Trek references, which was just so impressive to me. Yes. And we got another like very memorable alien character because Nick Knack is amazing. I love him. Nick Knack was great. Nick Knack was great. And so, he loves yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two out of three really good episodes of Lower Deck this this podcast. And the less about episode seven, the better. We'll wrap up with upcoming business and we'll we'll be on our way. So for upcoming business, we talk about stuff that's happening a little bit further down the line. And 
it, there is something that's happening in upcoming business that I've been looking forward to, and that is Star Trek Resurgence. And that is the narrative-based video game being put out by Dramatic Labs. Uh, the same people who were behind the Walking Dead games, uh, the Batman games, uh, very narrative-heavy, sh- making choices, making decisions. And, and that's what this game is going to be. And it's going to be taking place in the year 2380. It's going to be after Nemesis, after Voyager. And it's going to take place on the USS Resolute with a brand new crew on a brand new ship. What a concept. Brand new Star Trek. Uh, Unfortunately, the the release date was planned for the end of uh, the latter half of 2022. However, Dramatic Labs announced that they will be pushing this back till April of 2023. Now, Heather, I've been really excited about this game because it sounds like the kind of Star Trek video game I would want. And I think a lot of Star Trek fans would want, even though they may not even realize it yet. This is the kind of game that I think a lot of Trekkies will really enjoy. The thing about getting a video game delayed is that back in the day when it was announced that a video game was being delayed, people would be upset about it and bothered by it. But now the world has changed and video game development companies uh, have been noted for their work environments and their idea of crunch where you just work and work and work and work to meet your deadlines. And that has come up many, many times. It's caused a lot of controversy in the video game world. So when a video game gets delayed nowadays, a lot of video game fans and people who are interested in games usually react much more positively. And I I feel the same way about Star Trek Resurgence being delayed. I've been really excited about this game because it just really looks like it could be something very unique and very special. However, if they need to take their time to get it right, I'm totally okay with that, because it's important to take your time. You don't want your video game developers crunching themselves and burning themselves out. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I really respected the the statement they put out as to why the game was delayed because it 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 basically stated you know we want to make sure like we are star trek fans ourselves we want to make sure we have everything right and this game is the best quality for all of you and so in order to do that we're going to have to delay it and you know anyone who is a fan will respect that because you want to have the best quality come forward ultimately in the end uh, so if it takes a little extra time to do it right and do it properly uh, in the environment that they need to do it, then that's, that, that's what has to happen. And just to bring it back to the television shows, there have been delays due to the pandemic uh, in recent years, but most people by and large were very understanding and very receptive. And in the end, we got a couple of great seasons of Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Prodigy and a season two of Picard that was more well-received than the last one. Uh, 
So I think generally these these delays are oftentimes really good. Um, there, there's a saying from Shigeru Miyamoto, who is uh, a higher up at Nintendo, best known for Mario, Zelda, many other things, uh, who said that a delayed game will be right eventually. I'm paraphrasing. A delayed game will be right eventually. But a early released game has the potential to be broken forever. And people know if there are video games out there, people know what broken video games are like and they're not a great experience so i'm someone who is totally okay with waiting a little bit longer for star trek resurgence i have a playstation 5 i will find other things to do with it (laughs) and i'm totally okay this is already going to be the one video game of 2023 that I'm going to buy. No question. <laughs> would you would you consider am I am I making the case for you on this one yet, Heather? Because I really think this is gonna be good. I don't doubt that. I just I don't buy video games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I, I very, 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 very rarely do, but this one this one is special i think and of course it's star trek so one of one of us has to check it out at least i think so i I, I mean definitely but i don't own any gaming systems and my laptop does not have enough storage in it to even try to download a game on it so yeah it's not happening for me well i guess i'll play it then Jeez, twist my arm, why don't you? Oh yeah, don't take. <laughs> it's that not much. like I have. It's not like I haven't been talking about it for the last year. Yeah. Okay, I think we wrapped up. Um, this ended up being a, a fairly bite-sized episode of the Promenade Merchants podcast. Um, but just as a quick programming note for everybody, uh, episode sixty uh, will be a little bit of a delay because I'm moving. I'm moving from one apartment to another. So we normally do these about every two weeks or so, but we'll be a bit of a delay just because I've got this going on. I have a move. There will be time where I'll be out without internet and all of that jazz, but we'll be back and episode 60 will be awesome. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Heather. Oh, Heather. I nearly forgot to mention one thing that I I always like to talk about you with at this part of the show. I actually managed to catch an episode of SVU on Thursday when it aired. <laughs> now, you're really going to laugh. I haven't watched a single episode of SVU yet this season. Oh, really? Really? Well, see, see, I don't have cable. So last year I was watching it. They were air- or they were we're putting the new episodes on Hulu the following day. And I do pay for Hulu. Um, this year, they decided to move it to Peacock exclusively. I was just going to say, you don't have, you don't have Peacock either. Oh no, I have Peacock, but I have the free version of Peacock. And in order oh. to get SVU the next day, I have to pay for it. And I, I'm just a little annoyed at Dick Wolf and NBC. So I haven't broken down and paid for it yet. 
Understandable. Completely understandable. Um, if you need, I can sail the seven seas and maybe look around for something for you. Okay. All right. Until next time, everybody, for Heather Kirby, I'm David Majors. Thanks for listening. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PromTrekPod. Follow Heather at NerdyGal33, and remember to never apologize for being nerdy, because being nerdy is pretty fun, if you really think about it. You can follow me on Twitter at CallMeDJM. Send us an email at PromenadeTrekPod at gmail.com. Let us know if you're a fan of Peanut Hamper and if you really liked that episode. Because <laughs> I would love to hear from you. I really would. Oh, I do, epi- I do want to throw this out here right now since we're going to have a little bit of delay until we record episode 60. Um, if anyone would like to come and join us to talk about the finale two episodes of Lower Decks as well as the beginnings of Prodigy or whatever point we're at, When we record episode 60, please reach out to us via the podcast page at promtrekpod. And, uh, you know, let us know if you want to come chat with us because we need a guest for episode 60. We like to have an we like to have a guest on every five episodes or so. And we would love to have you on. We would absolutely love to have you on. Talk about Star Trek, make a few jokes, have a good time, maybe talk a little bit about how Dick Wolf is an idiot. (laughs) And until next time, everybody, live long and kick ass. Bye.